Hi there, and welcome to Sheltered Journey, a place where parents and caregivers of children living with emotional, behavioral, developmental, and intellectual challenges can come anytime, anywhere to feel less alone, less isolated in their journey, a place where their experiences are shared, acknowledged, and honored. This is also a place for people who may not be on this particular journey, but who want to learn, understand, and be more supportive of the people in their lives who are on this path. You can listen to all episodes of Sheltered Journey at www.shelteredjourney.com. Episode 12, Speaking the Language, talks about the common languages spoken by parents and caregivers of children living with challenges. Episode 21, Relationships, talks about how our relationships with friends, spouses, or romantic partners, extended family, work relationships, etc., are affected by this journey. Episode 14, What's in Your Toolbox, talks about the importance of having personalized toolboxes for this journey. And if you haven't already done so, listen to episode 33, The Holidays, which talks about the unique issues parents and caregivers face during the holiday season. Also at the website, you can show your support for my work on Sheltered Journey by making a donation. And I thank you. This episode of Sheltered Journey is called Giving Ourselves Permission. I spend a lot of time interacting with parents and caregivers of children living with challenges, in online and in-person support groups, corresponding and occasionally meeting with listeners of the Sheltered Journey podcast, reading and watching blogs and vlogs, through treasured personal friendships that have developed over the years. I continue to learn so much from these interactions. They have helped me grow as a person and be a better mother to my daughter, V, who lives with emotional and developmental challenges. In listening to the experiences and journeys of others on this path and from what I've experienced myself, I notice a common thread that as parents and caregivers of children living with challenges, we sometimes, perhaps often, don't give ourselves permission to be in whatever state we find ourselves in. We don't give ourselves permission to say what it is we need to say. We don't give ourselves permission to be okay with the feelings we are experiencing especially the most difficult ones. We don't give ourselves permission to do whatever it is we need to do to get through the day. Instead, we may force a smile. When others ask us how we're doing, we say, just fine, all is well, hanging in there. And in that, we do a lot of work. And we don't give ourselves permission to admit, even to ourselves, that we're not doing well, that we don't want to smile, that we are not okay. There are many reasons why we don't give ourselves permission. 
One reason may have to do with our individual personalities and comfort level with our own realities. Another may be fear or concern about being misunderstood, judged, or otherwise criticized for sharing our truth. Because as many of us who have walked this path know, there is nothing worse than the look on the face or unhelpful words of someone who has no clue of our reality and lacks the empathy, warmth, and understanding we so desperately need. Another reason that many of us don't give ourselves permission is that we live by an impossibly harsh set of parental standards in which we don't allow ourselves the space to have difficult feelings toward our children, toward our situations. These standards are often the reason why we don't give ourselves permission to admit, even to ourselves, the real feelings that go along with being the caregiver to a child living with emotional, behavioral, developmental, and intellectual challenges. Another reason may be that we hear others tell us things like, you're so strong, or I don't know how you do it, or you were meant for this role. And in hearing those words, but living a truth that is very different, we don't give ourselves permission to feel and be with our own reality. Whatever the reason, we need to try to give ourselves a break, give ourselves permission to just be wherever we are on this journey. We can give ourselves permission to feel whatever it is we feel to feel anger, resentment, even hatred toward a child who is verbally, emotionally, and perhaps physically abusive toward us. Because to feel this way is human. As the ones on the front lines of loving and advocating for our children, of being their greatest advocate, we are sometimes, perhaps often, the ones our children feel the safest slamming into with whatever emotions they are experiencing, perhaps more so than anyone else in their world. But in absorbing the difficult, hurtful feelings and emotions of our children, being the ones they blame, attack, curse out, slap, bite, hit, and everything else that come as a result of our child's diagnoses and struggles, we must remember that we are not robots. Serving as our child's shock absorbers takes a toll, and not allowing ourselves to feel the real feelings that come about as a result does not serve us well. We can give ourselves permission to feel dread about our child returning home after a day at school or other program when much of our time with our child feels as if we are in the middle of an unending storm, it makes sense that we would feel some dread when they return. And those of us who walk this path every day know that those feelings are understandable. Sometimes our children are away at psychiatric residential facilities for months, sometimes years. 
Sometimes they go to the facility, live there, come home, and then they have to go back in again. And when they do come home, we may not feel joy. We may feel fear. We may feel apprehension. And it's okay to give ourselves permission to feel whatever we feel at the thought of our child coming home. We can give ourselves permission to be exhausted and absolutely fed up with our beloved child's behavior. Perhaps a child has a habit of eating inedible things. Living through this constantly, trying to come up with ways to prevent our child from putting things in their mouth or smearing it on the walls, a behavior that people not on this journey could not ever conceive of, but that we live each day. Behavior that is understandable and a part of the diagnoses, but nonetheless difficult. We can give ourselves permission to speak up to people responsible for our child's care, to tell them we appreciate all that they do or that we need them to do more. We can give ourselves permission not to answer every phone call or text, or at least put space between us and our phone so that we can recharge. A parent on this journey once told me that she feels glued to her cell phone because she fears something will happen with her daughter who lives in a residential psychiatric facility, and she doesn't want to miss the call. So she carries her phone everywhere, to the bathroom. When she takes a shower, it's right outside the shower stall. At night, it's by her bedside. She's working on giving herself permission not to carry her phone everywhere, because in doing so, she understands that she'll give herself some time to disconnect. We can give ourselves permission to admit to ourselves that this may not be the life we wanted, that it's okay to wonder what our lives would be like if our children didn't live with challenges, that we may feel terribly lonely because many of the people in our world don't understand these types of feelings. We can give ourselves permission to not know how we're going to make it through. It's okay to feel that way. It's a feeling that is a reality of this journey. We can give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves. Because taking care of ourselves, in whatever way that may be, taking a mini vacation, getting respite care so we can be away just for the day, whatever that is, in doing that for ourselves, we will be in a better, stronger position to support our children. As parents and caregivers of children living with challenges, we can give ourselves permission to feel what we feel. We don't have to chase our feelings with a phrase like, but I love my child, because that's a given. We know that. We can have feelings that are difficult and still love our child with every atom in our body. 
And while we may not have the setting or the people to share our realities with, we can at least give ourselves permission to be honest with ourselves about our feelings. Feelings that are raw, real, understandable, and part of this journey. If you would like to share your story, feel free to email me at shelteredjourney at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-L-T-E-R-E-D-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y at gmail.com. Your privacy will always be honored and respected, and I look forward to hearing from you. Finally, make a promise to yourself. This promise need not be expensive, extravagant, or overly time-consuming. The promise should only be something positive that you do for yourself in the next week. Some ideas? Promise yourself that you will listen to a favorite song you haven't heard in years. That's a song that made you get up and dance or brought you a lot of joy. Perhaps it's the song that changed your life. Promise that you will take a bubble bath or an extra-long hot shower. Promise that you will give yourself an hour off from your cell phone. Either put it somewhere so that it is not easily accessible to you, or put it on Do Not Disturb, and enjoy that little bit of peace you have without it. The list of promises is endless and depends on you and what brings you a little joy. My promise to myself this week? I'm going to take a few minutes, maybe an hour, and plan an imaginary trip. It may be a domestic or international trip. I may go alone or with someone else. It may happen. It may not happen. But I'm going to have fun fulfilling this promise to myself. And I hope you will do the same for yourself. Thank you for listening to Shelter Journey. Be well.